Whoop, whoop. That's the sound of a police. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Good afternoon. Welcome, everybody, to the JB Font Show. I am your host, James Fauntleroy. Good to see you all on today, Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. Yes, the JB Font Show is available on all major podcast platforms like Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, so you can subscribe to me there. I'm also on the Revolutionary Blackout Network, so you can find me there on the JB Show on Sundays at 1, Tuesdays at 4, and Thursdays at 6. So, just to give a shout out to all the patrons on Patreon, as well as Coffee. Thank you so very much for all your contributions. You guys literally keep the lights on. I am very appreciative of that. Uh, just to also uh, put out there as well, uh, it's been a little rough for me lately, a little bit. So I just want to thank you for hanging in with me uh, because uh, there's some... Uh, some things going on, some mental things going on, some emotional things going on. So I'm just kind of eh, out of it, but I'm getting back on the horse. So I appreciate you guys sticking with me this entire time. Uh, thank you so very much. Um, also, if you are new to the channel, please make sure to give this video a thumbs up as well as if you are not subscribed, please make sure to subscribe. I tend to be a likable person. At least I try to be. Um, I can promise you cookies if I can get them through the screen. <laughs> but I thank you all for tuning in today. Now, I just want to do my customary, uh, usual welcome to the chat to everybody that is listening in, all and accounted for. So, starting off is Sweary Fairy saying, Hey, lovelies. So good to see you, Sweary Fairy. Nice to have you here today. All power to the workers says, wow, 100% vote on one answer. Never seen that. That is a very, uh, if you guys haven't taken the poll, please make sure to take that poll because I think that's going to be very important to our discussion. Terry Connolly is also here saying, hey, fam, so good to see you. All right. We have Marina saying, it's the sound of the beast. <laughs> yes, sound of the beast. Makes, makes you think about Beast from X-Men. Uh, Leroy Bressford, comrade, is here. He's saying, comrade, peace and solidarity. Peace and solidarity to you, my brother, Leroy. All up in this chat. All right. All power to the worker says, oh, they helped me move my truck out of traffic after it broke down, but only because it was disturbing entrance to a business. <laughs> yep. That is funny. And yes, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm trying to practice some self-care. It comes, you know, you know, you can try, but at the same time, you still have to do what you need to do to survive. So unfortunately, that's the way the system works. You can't really take off, you know, like the way you really need to. But we do the best we can, right? Uh, and so, uh, just to let you guys know, I have my right here. Oh, don't you drop. This is a white shirt. Don't you dare. Mm. Mm. 
tea is good. I should have licked the side of the side of the mug, but somebody will probably try to put that on OnlyFans. <laughs> That's goodness. Only James. <laughs> you came here for the corny jokes, but you'll stay for the information. Mm, so delicious. Anywho. So, police. Um, I titled it the reason why I titled it the way it was because it doesn't get that phrase doesn't get as much traction as it should. And even the traction that it does get, it's negative, right? And it's negative from the people who you would think that would be more in favor of it. It gets negative. Uh, it gets a negative connotation from liberals, people within the Democratic Party. Of course, we all know that it's going to get negative connotation from conservatives, business leaders, uh, Republicans, GOP. We already know that. But to somebody who may be conservative that's watching this, what you don't know is that it also gets negative connotation from liberals uh, and Democrats, people like that who also favor big business. Yes, conservatives. And I'm not talking about just the run-of-the-mill average conservative down the street. No, I'm talking about the people who you may listen to in these spaces. I'm also talking about to the people who you vote for, who consider themselves conservative. Yes, they are in favor of big business. They may say they aren't, but look, Their mouth may be telling you no, but their votes, their votes are telling you yes. Yeah, they're in favor of big business. So with that being said, even some people who consider themselves to be on the left put defund the police in a negative connotation. Why? Well, a lot of people, for a lot of them, police serve as protectors of Business, big business, enterprise. So with that being said, does police really protect us? Well, <laughs> if you're within a certain tax bracket, the answer may be yes. But if you're not within that certain tax bracket or above, that answer may be hell no to the no, no, no. Yeah. And if you're one saying, hell no, welcome. Nice to have you. Nice for you to be here among the rest of us poors. Come in, sit down. Um, and if you smoke a little weed, go ahead, light up. This is going to be a fun time. Hi, welcome to the JB show, to the JB Font show. Um, so the, the police doesn't care about you. They haven't ever really. Uh, they serve a, a what we like to call a corporate entities. They are the people that really own the nation. They're the really ones who own the government. Um, and every single time you try to express your uh, inalienable rights, as it were, they're the ones that are bashing your head in, especially when you're marching for your rights. 
Now, if you consider yourself conservative and you've never had trouble with the police, that's because they're lying to you, the, the powers that be, and they want you to hold those positions just so that you'll back the blue so that every single time they actually do bash our heads in, you turn a blind eye and then you make excuses for it saying, well, if they just obeyed the law, if they just complied, when really, how can you comply when your rights are being violated? Come on, I, look, I don't care if you're conservative, set a spell, we're gonna have a talk. Because the state, they are, uh, they don't give a shit about your rights either. Yeah. We're talking about class here. There's going to be a class analysis as well. Okay. Like, for instance, what happened in Uvalde, Texas? Yeah. And to anybody that's part of March for Our Lives? Yeah. Mm -mm. They don't, they didn't care about your lives either. Mm. This tea is so good. In fact, did you know that the United States Supreme Court actually deemed and determined that the police actually do not have a constitutional duty to protect you? Mmm. This tea is delicious. Yes, they do not have a constitutional duty to protect you. And by that very notion, this is one of the reasons why you had the Uvalde police that were... Uh, not even allowing their parents to go in and save their kids. They just stood outside or, you know, from the cameras, from the hallways of the school, the police were just standing there, not really actively going after the shooter. It's funny how they will go after somebody that they think has a gun that looks like me, that has the same skin color as me. And then they will shoot first and ask questions later. But if there's somebody that's either a couple of shades brighter than me or has the same, you know, melanin amount as a cup of yogurt, they are so willing to treat that person with kid gloves. Hmm. Interesting how that works. And please, 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 if you're going to sit here and go with the whole, whole black on black crime, then we might as well talk about white on right crime, because that also happens at the same proportion and amount as it does with black on black crime. But that would also mean that white people are just as violent as black people, especially when they're, you know, put in the same conditions and poverty as we are. Oh, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> poverty, that, that, that's an interesting thing. That's an interesting phenomenon, because when you actually look at the rates of poverty, they actually are commensurate with the rates of crime. That happen within both communities, either black or white. Come to find out, in fact, actually, black people and white people actually do the exact same amount of drugs, especially when it comes to things like marijuana. Uh, so, I mean, when it comes to drug use and things like that, really? Mm, no. <laughs> black on black crime is just a red herring. It's just, it's, it's not a real thing. <laughs> So, with that being said, um, yeah, 
Let's talk about it, right? There was a viral video that went out uh, from Arkansas. I'm going to be sharing that with you. Now, before I share this video, I, as a black man, I'm tired of these, these visuals. I get tired of them. I've been seeing them even before I even enter into this commentary space. I've been seeing them for years. I remember as a little boy seeing the beating of Rodney King. Yeah, I'm that old. I was a little boy. I was probably in first, second grade. And when you see it all the time, you get to the point where it almost come, becomes numb to you. You become desensitized in a, in a way to it. It's like a desensitizing, but it's not desensitized. It's like it's like the uh, the initial horrifying uh, feeling that you get when you see it goes away, but a sadness stays there because you constantly see it. And here's the funny part, not the funny part, but the interesting part, is that when you see it happen to non-black people, especially when they're poor, you still feel that same pain in your heart. Because it's not just about the fact that it happens to black people, but that it's happening to people. The fact that it's happening to anyone anywhere within our nation serve and protect no this doesn't look like serving and protecting to me so when people talk about the police and then they say a phrase well there was just a couple of bad apples that were in the force. They never finish the phrase. What is the phrase? A bad apple what? What does a bad apple do? A bad apple spoils the whole bunch. That's the phrase. See, a lot of people typically get that phrase out of context, right? Basically, meaning they're just cherry-picking the bad ones and say, oh, the rest is good. There's just a couple of bad ones. We just got to cherry-pick the bad ones out, and that's it. No, 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 no. Finish the phrase. A bad apple spoils the whole bunch. That being said, the bunch been spoiled for decades. A lot of white people got surprised last summer. Or was it the summer of 2020? Gosh, it's been that long. Wow. 
Yeah, summer, summer of 2020. After George Floyd was lynched. Let's let's put the actual word out there. After George Floyd was lynched in front of our very eyes for eight minutes and 46 seconds, a lot of white people were horrified. They experienced what a lot of us experience as black people for the first time and what that horrifying feeling in our hearts happens. And so a lot of white people dressed, got dressed, went out into the streets. And then they also got another experience that we black people have felt for hundred over a hundred years. They got their heads bashed in. They got the snot beat out of them by the people who were supposed to serve and protect them. They got their rights violated, their right to free speech violated by the state. That's what happened. And a lot of eyes were open. Now, do many of us black people actually want that to happen to them? No. I'd rather you just understand from what we tell you, and then that activates you, and then things change. I actually don't want you to get to have to experience what we experience. I just want what happened to us to end. And a lot of black people share the same exact sentiment. But unfortunately, you did experience it. And now a lot of you have wakened up. Some of you have been awakened for a long time before that, and we're grateful for that. But some just woke up in 2020. For that, I say welcome. I'm sorry that that happened to you. And we can work together to end it. Part of that means a divestment from this occupying military force we like to call the police. And so since that happened, now there's a lot more people that are more sympathetic to the phrase defund the police because they really see that it's no reason for us to have this occupying military force constantly, day in and day out, beating us to a pulp and keeping us within these open-air prisons that we like to call the hood. And then... Every single time we want to get uppity, see, the uppity Negro, then they want to bash our heads in. And guess what? We're basically canaries in a coal mine because what are they doing to you and the poor white neighborhoods? They're doing the exact same thing to you. And if you get uppity and start demanding your rights to housing, healthcare, education, guess what? You're going to get your heads bashed in. You're going to get your teeth knocked out. And you're going to have your rights violated consistently over and over again. So, 
this is where class solidarity comes in. Class solidarity means that there's more that unites us than divides us. Take those blaming of list a disenfranchised group and say, and get that out of your way. Because the police are just a muscle for the elite. Now, let's show this video really quick. Because I'm not, I'm kind of delaying getting to it because I really don't want to, I really don't want to see it again. But it's going to have to happen. Fortunately, I'm watching it through my comrade and brother Case Study QB. If you're not following Case Study, please make sure to do so. Does great work. I am just floored at the uh, the dedication that he has to making sure that we have, you know, these clips. And as you can see, it's already it's already playing. But uh, let's go to it. This is also the picture that I had in my uh, in a thumbnail, if you've noticed. Let's talk about it. This is bad. We gotta get out of here. Three Arkansas law enforcement officers have been removed from duty after this disturbing video was posted online showing them beating a man outside a convenience store. Arkansas State Police have now opened an investigation into use of force by all three officers, and the FBI is also investigating. The Crawford County Sheriff's Office has identified them as Deputy Zach King, Deputy Levi White, and Mulberry Officer Thel Riddle. CNN has reached out to all three, but so far hasn't heard back. They will be uh, punished for what they did if they are found to be in violation of anything any rights, laws, or anything like that. This afternoon, Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson said the officer's response was not consistent with the training they received. Uh, that is uh, reprehensible conduct uh, in which uh, a suspect uh, is beat in that fashion. Uh, we saw a glimpse of that. It is under investigation. The incident happened Sunday in Mulberry, Arkansas, about 140 miles northwest of Little Rock. On the video, you can see at least two officers punching and hitting the man and kneeing him repeatedly as they try to arrest him. That's when you can hear a woman off camera yelling at the officers, don't beat him, he needs his medicine. To which one of the officers tells her to quote, back the F up and points telling her to get back in her car. We don't know what happened just prior that would cause them to use any level of force. It may justify some level of force being necessary to take him into custody, but it escalated way beyond what it was needed at the time. Police say the man in the video is 27-year-old Randall Worcester of Goose Creek, South Carolina. An attorney representing Worcester tells CNN that Worcester was wanted for allegedly threatening a gas station clerk in a nearby town. The Crawford County Sheriff says when officers located him, he was cooperative at first, then got violent and tried to attack the officers. Police say Worcester refused medical treatment, but was taken to the hospital as a precaution. He's facing numerous charges, including assault, battery, and resisting arrest. The Sheriff's Office and the Mulberry Police Department both released statements saying they hold their officers accountable for their actions. When you look at the video and you see the punches to the head, you see the lifting of the head and pushing it into the into the pavement, 
the kneeing of the individual and so forth. That's where it becomes excessive. And there is more video of this incident. Now, the sheriff says that none of the officers are wearing body cameras, but he's seen a dash cam video that has not been released to the public. Now, the attorneys representing the suspect, Randall Worcester, says that from what they've seen, they believe the officers used excessive force and their actions were not justified. One attorney told me that she believes the woman who took that cell phone video saved her client's life. And Jake, the sheriff was asked, do you think he would have even found out about this if it weren't for that cell phone video? His response, probably not. <laughs> so. I, uh, police say. Police stated. Law enforcement states these men that were beating this gentleman senseless. Do you think honestly that they deserve to be believed after seeing them beating the man who was already handcuffed and on the ground senseless? Do you do they deserve to have their statements believed? See, here's the funny part about our system. Our system takes the statements of police officers and says, their statement we hold in high regard above anybody else. And we take their statement as fact, even though they are faulty and they are human beings and they can also lie, cheat, steal, and whatever. And then you take their friends, their buddies to also investigate them. And then they find no problem. So when we talk about how the system is rigged, if you know how the system, we need systemic change. This is what we're talking about. We're not talking about just being uh, contrarian for the sake of being contrarian. When we say things like defund the police, especially on the road to abolition, we're actually talking about saving lives because we are sick and tired of dying. We're sick and tired of being beaten bruised, broken, and, tra and traumatized by the same group that swore to protect us. I mean, hell. Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department actually literally has gangs within them. And a lot of them also have white supremacist tattoos that they like to cover up so that you don't know they're white supremacists until it shows when they beat you senseless. Let's go over this video really quick. Wait, before I do that, let, let me go to the chat. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Wait. 
Okay. All right. Let's go to the chat really quick. She's Black says, when I was 12, King was being beaten by the pigs. Yeah. Born Center Cold World says, love how JB remembers all these common saying to its fullest extent. Read JB, read. Here for it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um. Kona Ursa says, another day, another victim. Also, these officers are white. Uh, Raziel says, got violent. That literally means raising your voice to the keystone assholes. Lifting ahead and pushing into the pavement. No, it's come back. They're slamming his head into the ground. Yeah. Great question, all power to the workers. What is the difference between that and a gang beating? Yes, what's the difference? Peter Experiment says boycott the police, don't call 911. You're actually better off arming yourself. Uh, all power to the workers says I am anti police, but I am against the policy demand of defund the police because it's a policy demand which which supposed reform abolishing capitalist police isn't a reform it's the point of revolution yes however one thing i want to say is that uh defunding the police is on the road to abolition uh so you know that's what we mean it's not necessarily just a, a reform it's on the road to abolition but revolution is going to be revolution is inevitable it's going to happen but I, I hope that gives a bit of a clarification, but thank you for your comment. Oh, yeah. Fire and ambulance. Yeah. Now, firefighters have some stuff going on with them, too. Let's, let's not be, let's not be, you know, but at least <laughs> they're not going to beat your head, bash your head in and they don't carry weapons. Right. And from the most part, at least in my experience, all firefighters, especially within the areas that I live, all firefighters are paramedics as well. So they're designed, not designed, oh gosh, what a word. They're trained to save lives, not take them. Even though some of them can be discriminatory, like that one firefighter who actually talked about how he, you know, how he feels about police. And next thing you know, the fire department, fire, you know, fires him for expressing his views on police, which he didn't do anything wrong, which actually shows how the police and fire department kind of overlap a little bit in their views. But at the same time, you know, I've known some firefighters and they're pretty solid, decent people, but some of the firefighters can have some, some views too that need to be readjusted. So I'll just say that. Barbecue. Yeah, you can't justify billions of dollars in budgets. 
for them at all. Let me make sure. Let's pop out the chat. All right. Um, let's. Oh, wait. Let's let share. Let's see. Ruffin? All right. Hash Rebel uh, on Rockfin says the cops work solely for the ruling class. Cops are like a lot like Hitler, Gestapo, especially with all the mass surveillance. Uh, Hash Rebel says, hey, JB on Rockfin from now on, because as you say, police state watching using CIA platforms, Twitter, YouTube, etc. Thank you so much. I see you've been talking, <laughs> Ash Rebel. So good to see you on Rockfin, man. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to you as well. Thank you so much for watching on Rockfin. Appreciate it. All right. So let's get back to that video really quick. Because I really want to examine this just for a second. All right. This is bad. That's right. It is bad. We got to get out of here. Three Arkansas law enforcement officers have been removed from duty. So, like I asked earlier, do you accept the uh, the statements from these three officers? Would you trust the statements from them? What about their buddies that are head over them? Do you accept what they say as fact? Even the charges that they put in. Are those really justifiable? I mean, really, um, I'll just put it this way. Dude got jumped. He got jumped. The difference is these guys, the guys that jumped him had a badge and a gun. So who are you going to call? On them. Who can you call on them? I remember a couple of years back when something happened regarding police, and a friend of mine was like, because he was like, well, you should arm yourself against, you know, some of the racist, you know, people who who want to do something to you. And I said, but what do I do again if they're police? He had no answer. You see, when you don't have people 
out there to serve and protect you, what do you have to do? What do they always say at protests, especially in a lot of protests with, you know, activists that are black? What they say, we what? We save us. There's nobody else to do it. So, are you still going to take the word of these thugs? Are you? Are you going to believe these thugs that are beating a man to death? I mean... I would love to get their back history. We can probably find out that they were no angels. Hmm. I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but because that'd probably get me reported on YouTube, but yeah, yeah. If they didn't have that badge and that gun, <sighs> I tell you. After this disturbing video was posted online, showing them beating a man outside a convenience store. Arkansas State Police have now opened an investigation into use of force by all three officers, and the FBI is also investigating. The Crawford County Sheriff's Office has identified them as Deputy Zach King, Deputy Levi White, and Mulberry Officer Thel Riddle. CNN has reached out to all three, but so far hasn't heard back. They will be uh, punished for what they did if they are found to be in violation of any, any rights. If... If that's a funny word, if somebody need to get their uncle, did you see what we saw, sir? Wait, Jimmy, did you see what we saw? Wait, uh, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Uh, look, they were they were slamming his head into the pavement. They were kicking and kneeing him. He was on the ground, face down, handcuffed, and they were still beating on him. If, if, if. I see why. It says sheriff in front of your name, Jimmy. Let me ask you this, and I want anybody that's in law enforcement right now, anybody that's in law enforcement right now to answer this question. If those three were not police, would he have said if? Would he be so willing to give them the benefit of the doubt if they did not have 
badges and guns. If you saw just three civilians on top of someone beating them like that, would you still give them that deference? Come on, Jimmy. Come on. You know what you what do you want to say? Laws or anything like that. This afternoon, Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson said the officer's response was not consistent with the training they received. Uh, that is you think? <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Uh, reprehensible conduct. Uh, in which uh, a suspect uh, is beat in that fashion. Reprehensible conduct where a suspect is beaten in that fashion. Mm. Reprehensible conduct where a suspect is beaten in that fashion. What does reprehensible mean? Well, according to the Google machine, reprehensible means deserving censure or condemnation. It's synonymous with deplorable, disgraceful, discreditable, disputable, despicable. Do these gentlemen seem deplorable, disgraceful, discreditable, disputable, and despicable? I would say yes. If if, if, really, I mean, even the governor, <laughs> this guy, said it's reprehensible. If somebody commits a reprehensible act, should their word be taken as fact? I want you to take this story and then multiply it for every other story that has happened in police brutality. If? Really? Even the governor is like, oh, this is reprehensible. Y'all still gonna just... Oh, we just need to investigate. Investigate what? Oh, there's only one vantage for you. There's the woman that... Was he secretly beating them? Was he... Did he Did he put on the invisibility cloak from Harry Potter and he was beating them while they were beating on him? Is that exactly what you saw in the camera? What, what was he... Was he using his mutant powers to knee him as he was on the ground with his hands behind his back, was he doing that? Somehow, did he use his telekinesis to bash his head on the pavement? What needs to be investigated? A crime against a civilian was committed 
by people who are literally supposed to uphold the law. And you guys want to conduct an investigation? Your investigation is right there. This is what I call, this is what I call an open and shut case. Uh, we saw a glimpse of that. It is under investigation. The incident happened Sunday in Mulberry, Arkansas, about 140 miles northwest of Little Rock. On the video, you can see at least two officers punching and hitting the man and kneeing him repeatedly as they try to arrest him. Justify it. Go ahead. Justify it. That's when you can hear a woman off camera yelling at the officers, don't beat him. He needs his medicine. Mm. To which one of the officers tells her to, quote, back the F up and points, telling her to get back in her car. We don't know what happened just prior that would cause them to use any level of force. It may justify some level of force being necessary to take him into custody, but it escalated way beyond what it was needed at the time. Police say the man in the video is 27-year-old Randall Worcester of Goose Creek, South Carolina. An attorney representing Worcester tells CNN that Worcester was wanted for allegedly threatening a gas station clerk in a nearby town. The Crawford County Sheriff says when officers located him, he was cooperative at first. So what turned from him being cooperative at first to him, I guess, resisting? Then got violent and tried to attack the officers. What do you mean by gut violent? Let's re let's release release the dash cam footage. Let's go, release it. Let let's see. And even still, even if he did, by that point that you had him on the ground, did it warrant all that? Still, did it? Police say Worcester refused medical treatment, but was taken to the hospital as a precaution. He's facing numerous charges, including assault, battery, and resisting arrest. The sheriff's office and the Mulberry Police Department both released statements saying... I don't trust it. I don't trust it. I don't even believe them. I hold all my employees accountable for their actions and will take appropriate measures this matter. I don't believe them. Mulberry City Limit says the city of Mulberry and Mulberry Police Department take these investigations very seriously and hold all officers accountable for their actions. I don't believe that. I don't believe it. They hold their officers accountable for their actions. When you look at the video and you see the punches to the head, you see the lifting of the head and pushing it into the, into the pavement. Look, if they actually did that, then their officers would actually act in a more professional way. They would have started that years ago. And they should have done that a long time ago. And the officers would have been trained to act in a more professional way. But because they don't, then guess what? Chickens come home to roost. And that's exactly what you're seeing right here. If you actually did that, then they would have been afraid to do that. They would have actually had a more respect for the people, for the citizens. And yet they didn't.
the kneeing of the individual and so forth. That's where it becomes excessive. And there is more video of this incident. Now, the sheriff says that none of the officers are wearing body cameras, but he's seen a dash cam video that has not been released to the public. Let's reform police. Let's put more dash cams on them. And yet they don't police proceed to put dash cams on them. Even, I'm sorry, and body cams on them. And then on top of it, they don't put, and then even when they do have body cams on them, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Now, the attorneys representing the suspect, Randall Worcester, says that from what they've seen, they believe the officers used excessive force and their actions were not justified. One attorney told me that she believes the woman who took that cell phone video saved her client's life. What if one of them took their gun out and shot him and they killed him? It wouldn't be the first. There have been times where there was a struggle and they had the suspect on the ground, unarmed. They pull out their gun and they shoot them while they're on the ground, already apprehended. They do it. Thank goodness he's still alive. And Jake, the sheriff was asked, do you think he would have even found out about this if it weren't for that cell phone video? His response, probably not. And there is the piece de resistance. If that footage was never shared on TikTok, would the sheriff have found out? And they would have believed the officers, those three those three thugs, they would have believed them. They would have believed every single word that they wrote down in their statement. And they would have gotten off scot-free. And they'd probably be doing the same thing to some other poor soul on the street. Now... Or if you defund the police, then crime will go up. Um, crime has continued to rise with police budgets. We've been funding the police and seems not to be working. Right? As we have more and more people descend into poverty in this nation, you're going to see more crime. Crime, basically. Because we're already criminalizing things like homelessness. People are stealing more because they have to survive. People commit crimes of opportunity and desperation because they have no other way to survive. So therefore, they actually end up committing these crimes because, well, they have to survive. And so therefore, then they get caught by police doing these crimes. And so then they get taken in. Some people may end up 
you know, you know, selling, you know, illegal substances in order to be able to survive so that they can make enough money to in order to live. And then they get arrested by police for possession. And next thing you know, they're in prison. You have people constantly because of a system that just does not give a crap about them. And then the people that fall off that end up having to resort to crimes of desperation and opportunity. Then you had the police there, there to sweep them up off the street and put them into the prison to work in these, especially in these private prisons for free or damn near nearly free for these corporations. So they can make more money and profits. So, yeah, yeah. Defund the police. Um, V.S. Adams says the officers noticed someone was filming and pointed at them and shouted when the filming stopped. It is not illegal to film police on a public street or a public area. It is not illegal. Also, tip. If you see police doing something wrong to somebody and you're in a public area, start a live, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, whatever. Don't just record it to save on your phone. Record, press live and then start it live so that it's already on the internet. Don't allow it to just be recorded on your phone. Because they can throw your phone, smash it, or it falls in the water or something like that. And next thing you know, it's gone forever. No, no, no. Go live. Somebody may see it initially. And, you know, we, we always got screen, screen, uh, screen record on our phones. So, record live. Okay? Let it, and let that go viral. Let everybody see. Raziel the Great says there is not a law enforcement officer alive who would ever have the stones to enter a chat and defend the actions of their fellow brothers. Well, oh, most likely. Wickedson says Oscar Grant was the case that opened my eyes. Yeah. And Wickedson says I never trust anything cops say. Never. Thank you. Uh, V.S. Adams says, ACAB, militarized police state coming to a town near you. Daniel says, with the amount of police constantly not following protocols, I believe that's exactly how they were taught to handle situations. Two types of training, private and public. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, Krona Ursa, JB, will you be talking about Eric Kasparian wanting police state even if Sabri already talked about it? I mean, Sabri already covered it. I mean, she did a really good, great, great job of covering it. So that's why I didn't 
choose to cover it today. But I will say this. Um, Anna Kasparian, basically, uh, she's using right-wing talking points uh, in order to encourage more policing. Therefore, uh, that's very secret, secret right-winger-ish of her to use these talking points without actually addressing the causes of crime within our system and not wanting to truly alleviate the causes of crime being poverty that actually affects our system. If you really truly want to get rid of crime, then you need to get rid of poverty. And my thing is, and I don't care, honestly, if somebody uh, records this, clips this, and tags Anna Kasparian in this, but you lost the plot, Anna Kasparian, because you're sitting here talking about crime, especially in, in, in you know, your part of Southern California, and you're talking about crime, which, of course, people who commit violent crime, yes, they should be held accountable for what they do. But the question is, is where did that start? Like, why are people committing crimes? And then on top of it, you know, just continuously keeping them in prison, even though they don't reform them, what do we do? Why, why are we putting them in prison then if prison doesn't reform them? And like my colleague Sabi asked, you know, the night before, what's your solution? Keep him in prison forever? So what's the solution then? If prison doesn't reform them. See, here's the problem. So many people, so many people are addressing and wanting to improve on treating the symptoms, but they never want to solve the cause. What is the cause? The cause for crime is poverty. Now, are there some people who commit crimes that don't experience poverty? Yes. And for those, yeah, of, co of course. Then they need to be dealt with. But most of the crime that we see, I mean, we literally have, we're literally, what, 5% of the world's population, but we have 25% of the prison population of the entire world in this one country? And you want to tell me that we need to keep that going? No, 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 no. Why? It's a poverty issue. And then people will go, well, they don't want to go to the shelters because... Look, some of those shelters are very religious shelters that force you into religious submission in order to stay at those shelters. Some people may be atheists. Some people may be of a different religion. So therefore, they should be forced into that. Into that. Also... Some shelters will not allow, they have certain rules which people can't abide to for certain different reasons. I'll give you an example. When we first moved uh, to Florida, my mom with her three kids, single mother with three kids, because my brother, I think was near 13 or over 13, they were trying to force him to stay with all the adult men no father with us, no adult male in the family with us. So he was supposed to be there by himself with all the adult men, separate from his own mother. But that was the rule. 
my mother, she was not having that. It was either all my kids stay with me or we leave. And what if they enforced that and said, okay, you just leave? Then we would have been just out in the middle of the street. And people would have thought she chose to be out there instead of trying to protect her kid. So, yeah. Look, you want to solve homelessness? Give people homes. Give them homes. What's so what is so what is so wrong with that? And then on top of that, we don't reform people in prison. We don't we don't apply restorative justice within this country. And then uh, somebody made a comment last night on Savvy's uh, stream saying you're going to take someone who's violent and wants to, and who does all these bad things, and you're going to put them in an area where people are violent and does bad things to other people, and then you expect them to come out better. instead of it influencing them in prison some change yeah some change but then some still carry those traits with them you're not truly reforming it you're not truly helping people to rehabilitate So, yeah, that's me addressing. This is why we talk about defunding the police. What does that mean? What does defunding the police mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to share a picture. Picture time. Here's a good uh, illustration. So, the first panel... And uh, credit to Mud Company for this. But the first panel, you know, a person has a sign saying defund the police. The other, the the mouse has says defund the police. And the rat says defund the police. How is it supposed to carry all that? And then you see a police mouse. And on their back, they have the boulders of keep the police. Uh every unexpected crisis domestic violence homelessness theft drug possession prostitution school security drug dealers gang violence so you're expecting basically police in order to carry all this weight right also another thing is uh you know another boulder that 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 police officers not holding is mental health situations because people will call police on somebody for a mental health situation. And so you're also expecting them to be mental health uh, experts when they're not. But here's the other one, defund the police. And 
the defund the police advocates saying he's not. So the police officer is holding the rock that says keep the peace, but other people have taken the rocks to education and job placement. One takes a rock towards mental health services. Uh, another one's taking rock towards social workers. Uh, this one is taking the rocks to decriminalize and regulate pot and sex work. And then you have other ones that are taking rocks to affordable housing. I say just housing for all, but they put affordable housing here. But still, the symptom is still the same. If you house the homeless, if you decriminalize uh, drugs, especially, you know, marijuana, and so then you actually end up ending the drug war. Actually, I just forgot to make this bigger. You end the drug war, so therefore you decriminalize and legalize drugs, right, especially pot. And then you regulate and decriminalize sex work, which means that you're no longer putting a whole bunch of people who are sex workers in prison for doing pretty much the world's oldest profession. Then you get social workers that are going to help people, you know, especially, you know, the most disenfranchised, you know, to go to different programs that social programs that will help us. You have people who are actually helping us out in mental health services. So you actually get those people who are mental health specialists that will go to people who are having mental health episodes. And so that those people who are having mental illness episodes don't die. Then you also have drug treatment programs for people who may have an addiction. Just because somebody's using an illicit drug doesn't mean they're addicted to that drug, by the way. So if they do have an addiction, then you can take them to drug treatment centers because drug addiction is a health issue, not a criminal issue. And then you also give them universal health care because I am for a nationalization of our health care system. So then they don't have to worry about that. And also, it also helps with people with mental health services. So now that they don't have to pay for mental health services, so that means that financial barriers no longer there so it's open to everybody then you also start to give people housing so that you don't have to criminalize the homelessness so if you don't have people who are homeless then guess what you don't have to worry about calling the police on somebody sleeping out in the streets so if you have all that and then you also have education job placement right that job placement can also be like a federal jobs guarantee so that people just don't go homeless and don't go jobless and then those of us who are disabled, you also give us a stipend to live on because guess what? Some of us who are dis disabled can't work or some of us then dis are, just don't have the bandwidth to work at the moment. So therefore you give us that. And then guess what? How much theft is going to happen now? How many robberies are going to happen now? Really? If people aren't stressed out about their financial situation, about how they're going to clothe and feed and house themselves, what about people, good, you know, experiencing, you know, uh, violence in the homes or situations like that? Frustration, you know, and, and, and angst, you know, police won't have to come and, you know, do you know evictions on people's homes anymore you're taking that money from one of the biggest leeches off county and municipal uh budgets 
and literally giving it to these other programs in order to uplift the community. So therefore, if they're uplifted, then the rate of crime goes down. How much crime happens in a more middle-class or wealthier neighborhoods? How much crime happens? Is it still a lot? Are they just more law-abiding? Trust and believe. The people who snort cocaine also are in the rich neighborhoods too. So drug possession, that's it there. Domestic violence, that happens in rich neighborhoods too. Just not as, a, as probably a high of a rate. Does sex work happen in rich neighborhoods? Oh, you bet your ass. People definitely smoke weed that are rich. But they also, the crimes that are committed in these rich neighborhoods aren't done out of desperation or need for opportunity. So therefore, those crimes that are typically arrested for don't happen. Or if they happen, it's just because they're in a the kleptomaniac. And they can get mental health services. So, I want to give attention to a wonderful website if you want to learn more about defunding the police. What does it mean? What does it mean to defund the police on the road to abolition? There's a website called 10forjustice.com, which is a wonderful website, wonderful resource, created by wonderful people who actually are more concerned with public safety because if you're concerned about public safety then guess what you'll want to eliminate things like poverty because poverty is a public safety issue oh by the way what else is a public safety issue okay so you have poverty as a public safety issue right let me take this down really quick Poverty is a public safety issue, okay? Housing is a public safety issue, lack of housing. Healthcare is a public safety issue. Hunger is a public safety issue. Lack of education is a public safety issue. That being said, I think we need to tackle these things in order to uplift public safety. And if cops aren't doing it, well, then we need to rethink public safety. See, the system is designed to just keep the pores in line. The system was never designed to keep you and I safe. It was designed to keep us in this little itty bitty corner. While the rich have the rest of the world to their to themselves. And then when we start to bubble and get out of line, when we start to get a little uppity, then guess what? The police come in and bash our heads and, and say, you stay back in line. That's enough out of you. But then they keep doing it going. 
right? Because we're hungry. We don't have housing. We don't have education. We're, we're, you know, we're hungry. So guess what we do? We do what we can. And the next thing you know, we get too close to the rich. Boom. And we start to demand too much, a little get uppity. And boom. Get our heads bashed in. That free speech that only applies to the rich. You're not rich, so free speech don't, doesn't apply to you. Hell, your, your Second Amendment rights only applies to the rich. That Second Amendment right doesn't apply to you. Interesting, right? So, stand for justice. Shout out to people like Zoya, Awkward, Nick. They are wonderful. And all the other people who organize 10 demands. What is the first demand? The first demand is defund the police and reallocate resources to impacted communities. What does it say? It says pass the Breathe Act, reject any proposed police budget, budget expansion, and implement the highest possible budget cuts every year until the police gets reduced to zero. Cut all police salaries until they're reduced to zero. Institute a freeze on all new hires and all new investments in police training and facility renovations. Completely renovate police, I'm sorry, funding for public relations. Eliminate paid administrative leave. Eliminate paid administrative leave, basically vacations. That's basically all it is to me. Eliminate for-profit policing, including all quotas, fines, pay-based arrests, and civil asset forfeitures, which is basically stealing, you know, with a badge. And all police contracts with government and non-government agencies providing social services. Repeal the Law Enforcement Bill of Rights. Abolish all police unions and immediately strip their power by making all police union negotiations public, demanding the AFL-CIO denounce police unions and prohibit political candidates for accepting police union donations. Reallocate all existing police department funds to communities of color, tribal nations, and socioeconomically disadvantaged, disadvantaged communities for schools, public health, social service, and other needs as determined by these communities. Number two, demilitarize the police. Disarm all law enforcement, including police officers and security guards, starting immediately with all military-grade weaponry and equipment. Enforce abuse of force laws. Make all body and dash cam footage public in the federal 1033 program that provides military weaponry and local police departments. Pass H.R. 1714, Stop Militarizing Law Enforcement Act. Require all by uh, burn grants to be used for non-carceral alternatives to incarceration instead of police department militarization and all grants from Department of Homeland Security 
Joint Terrorism Task Force, FBI, and Federal Justice Department, and all Pentagon giveaway defense appropriations, and all militarized international police training exercise programs, which that also means ending the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, actually training our police officers. Cancel all police and government contracts with private and public institutions that develop surveillance technologies and national, state, and local legal restrictions to prevent police departments from purchasing or using military weaponry. You do not need to be using military weapons on a civilian population. So therefore, you do not need weapons of mass destruction on civilians. I digress. So it continues on with eliminating discriminatory policing, prosecution, and sentencing. So this even goes into the district attorneys and the public defenders, right? Institute complete law enforcement transparency and accountability. So, yeah, having, uh, you know, civilian boards. It says create an independent national database of police crimes, brutality, and misconduct. Implement independent community-led police department reviews and data audits require public reporting of all police records and schedules immediately terminate and eliminate pensions of any officer found guilty of manipulating data covering their badge turning off body cash body or dash cam or illegally stopping a citizen from filming so Install community representation, oversight, and safety measures, and strategic counter-protest violence, which is very important. Apologize and provide reparations. That is also deeply important. End the war on drugs and end carceral punishment. So, yes. That's 10 Demands. And I hope you all give it a look. Those of you who are new to this channel, I also put it in the description below so that you guys can see all these points. <laughs> Raziel says, JV, that's way too much reading for the Americans who participate in political theater. Got to learn to slogan this shit and beat it into people's heads through repetition. Yep. Defund the police, defund the police, defund the police. So, yeah, it actually really is a public safety issue because the thing is, is like how many of us, especially those of us who are unarmed, were either beaten or killed by police who really committed no crime. Or even if we did commit a crime, the punishment way, way too heavy for the crime that was committed. And police operate as judge, jury, and executioner for people who are unarmed, largely. And so, guess what? And or then, even if we're just placed in prison for having a, an illegal substance, which really shouldn't have been illegal in the first place. And so, guess what? Now we're in prison for having this substance. 
And it's like, well, get 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 a get a warrant and start searching some of these rich people's houses. How imagine how much cocaine you'll find. Are you gonna take them in as well? Also, let's not forget that the police institution is heavy with white supremacy. That also includes the FBI. So that also needs to be taken care of as well. So the system actually needs to be, you know, rebuilt from the ground up. Even the foundation is bad. The roots of this apple tree are rotten. Hell, the soil from this apple tree is rotten. We just need to dig it all up, put down brand new soil, and then plant brand new trees. Instead of apple trees, let's do some orange trees. I like citrus anyway. But yeah. That's what happened. Let's go to the chat. But I am going to go... Let's go to the chat. Uh, Corona Ursa coming up on RBN. Fauci is resigning. I wonder if Kim will be talking about it as well. Yeah, I don't know as much as I should about Fauci, but I did hear about him uh, regarding the AIDS crisis back in the 80s. And some of that misinformation was because of him. Which, those of us who are queer, we need to be paying keen attention to people like, you know, what he's done. I'm, I'm just, that's all I'm going to say. Because the thing is that YouTube is, is uh, very iffy about talking about people like Mr. F. Or Dr. F, I should say. Raziel the Great says, I'm not sure how white men will feel about us stripping them of their faux power and ending their reign of bigotry or terror. That's the thing. The only thing is that it's not really faux power. It is power. The thing is, is that uh, the ones who don't have power in government or in police... The ones who are, you know, working or poor, just like us, I would want them to know that they, uh, number one, they have more in common with us than they do with any of these other uh, yahoos who are basically running the world. Um, and on top of that, there's more power collectively with us than there is with keeping that system, because that system maintaining that system is actually destroying them as well. So it's actually in their best interest to unite with us and to truly um, liberate, you know, those of us who are disenfranchised, the most disenfranchised. The straight white male is probably the, can be the most powerful ally to us when it comes to our liberation. Because it's literally a system that's built for them. But if you're a poor 
straight white male. You realize that the system actually doesn't like you either. They just want you to think that it's better for you. But you're still poor, even though you're a straight white male. So I say to straight white males, I invite you to join us in this class struggle to actually improve your lives too. Because capitalism, white supremacy, and patriarchy has screwed you over. Yes, I'm saying it. To straight white males, white supremacy, patriarchy, and capitalism have screwed you over too. Patriarchy has messed up my life as a dude. It's messed up my life. White supremacy has messed up all of our lives. Capitalism continuously mess up, messes up our lives. So guess what? Come on in. Let's change the system from the ground up. Let's make it better for us. Let's have a system that's not so focused on money, i.e. the capital word in capitalism, and make it more socially focused, more community focused, so that it is good for everybody. Because all the things that we have experienced is not like, look, if you work your ass off and you're, you're working hard day in and day out, and you still find it hard to afford rent, electric, food, gas, that is not your fault. If you're working, you're doing your job, you're performing your labor, and you're still struggling, it's not your fault fault. I'm telling you that right now. It is not your fault. It is not your fault that you are literally suffering from things like PTSD because you decided to join the military because you thought that you were going to be helping your country. And then you realize you were just there to babysit the oil fields abroad or to kill brown people in other countries. It is not your fault because you were lied to. And now you're back and now you're either messed up in the head because of what they did or you lost a limb or both or you have emotional mental trauma or you're having nightmares at night. It's not your fault. You were lied to. You were run amok. You were bamboozled. You were had. That's what happened. Join us. It is not your fault that you have thousands of dollars of student debt because you were told over years and years and years to do the right thing. It's not your fault. It's not your fault that you got an addiction to a drug because you were self-medicating because of a lot of the trauma that happened in your life, which can also be attributed to financial and economic reasons. And then the police put you in jail or prison instead of you going to an actual treatment center and getting treatment for your medical condition. And now you have a felony on your record and you find it hard to find a job. And you have to, you know, go through all these hoops 
because people don't want to hire a, a felon. And so now, economically, you're suffering. It is not your fault. It's not your fault that that eviction notice is on your door. You're saying, well, they cut my hours at work and I was trying to work as much as I possibly could. And, you know, there weren't, you know, jobs hiring at the time where I was trying to find a job. And no, it's not your fault. Not your fault. That your parents couldn't afford to take care of you when you were little. And then the system, the state decided to take you away from your parents, put you in the adoption system. Not the adoption system, but the 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 foster care system. And then the person that was your foster parent ended up getting thousands of dollars from the state that they could have given to your natural parents in order to take care of you. Not your fault. It's not your fault that you immigrated here from a country because things are just so bad and you finally realize that it was because the United States decided to basically snoop their nose into your country. And because your country's now degraded so bad that you have to migrate here and then by the time you get to the border, they put you into a concentration camp just so that you can find a better life for you and your family. And now they're trying to kick you back out and send you back to a country that you fled from because you needed to seek refuge. And then you have people who openly just hate you, even though it was never your fault that your country went the way it did. It's not your fault. It's not your fault that you're suffering from asthma because it's so hot out because now the temperature is rising because of the pollution that is done by some of the biggest corporations in the world as well as our military industrial complex and that our earth is heating up at an exponential rate and we're nearing the point of no return and now you can't be outside like you used to you can't enjoy nature like you used to because it's just too hard on you. It's not your fault. It's not your fault that you go to work and you don't have a say over your employee, your, your workplace. And your employer is basically a totalitarian bastard who basically tells you what to do, where to go, and you have no democratic say over what you do. And then the surplus that you make from your labor is taken away from you. And then they use it to line the pockets of shareholders and CEOs and board members. It's not your fault. See, all these things I just listed are tenements of capitalism. Because then they will do all these things to you and then they'll blame it on you. They'll say it's your fault. But it's not your fault. But there's something you can do. What can we do? Well, we can start 
building each other up. Realizing that this system is just not the right system for us. We can start, you know, working towards having our the companies where we work as worker owned. We can start by helping our neighbors, letting our neighbors know who we are. And if we can help them out, then we do. If they can help us out, then we can do. Let them know who we are. And it's not just the people who live next to you. No, it's just different people that you may come in contact with on a daily basis. Community again. You know the root words in 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 socialism is social, and the root word in communism is community. That means the primary focus in socialism is society, and the root word in communism, the root word being community. Well, it's community. What's the root word in capitalism? capital that's another word for money which society do you want to have the biggest focus on money society community hmm Creative Experiments, Iraq War Masterclass. <laughs> hmm. Raziel the Great says, I wish it was a joke, but no masterclass really has W as a teacher on it. <laughs> Gary says, it's not your fault that Plymouth Rock landed on you. Yes. Yep. Raziel the Great said, yep. I still deal with that from my boomer mom. Still does not get why I can't own a house and I'm almost 40. My mom is a boomer and she's never owned her own home. That's the system. Raziel the Great says, I just look at her and go, why do you live with my sister? If it's so easy. <laughs> no response. I've been banned from Thanksgiving. Oh, no, Raziel. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'd have you over for Thanksgiving. So, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. We need to defund the police. Because this really means our safety. It, 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 defunding the police will actually save lives. The road to abolishing the police saves lives. It's not going to, you know, we can't allow this to continue. And there's a lot more facts and figures that I could talk about, but I'm more of the emotional guy. I'm more of the, the guy that tries to appeal to your, your, your inner angel, your, your, your consciousness. 
you know, your your ethical side. That's the guy I am. I'm not necessarily the facts and figures guy. You guys want facts and figures? Nick is your guy. <laughs> he's he's better at that than me. He's like he's like an encyclopedia. Or uh, awkward. Awkward is also really good. Him and Zoya. Mwah, perfect at it. Shout out to you guys if you're watching. But yeah. So. Let's brighten the mood, shall we? <clears throat> before I go. Right before I go. Um, so we're going to be talking, I'm going to be on, uh, RBN live in a little while. Uh, oh shoot. That's in 15 minutes. I got to go. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to be on RBN live and for 14 minutes. Uh, so be sure to go over there. Um, and we're going to be talking about a few things. It's going to be really interesting. I can't wait to get on this one subject that I actually brought up to the group. It's going to be really interesting. I, I, you know, and I really want to talk to Nick about this because he's the foreign policy guy. This is going to be really interesting, so I can't wait to get on it. Uh, and and I'll just stay for it, stay for it. Um, and then uh, the latest reading for Dirty Truths by Michael Parenti is up already. Uh, that was a really good reading, especially, uh, what was it? It was about, um, it was about, yeah, um, cultural democracy and about how Hollywood, uh, is owned by corporations and they determine, they actually determine what you want. You don't determine what you want. And a lot of these Hollywood executives will push what they want to see, and then they'll try to force feed it to you through entertainment. Oh, it was good. It was so good. I encourage you guys to, to listen to that. And uh, the latest reading of Blood in My Eye by George Jackson. Yes, I read this on Rockfin. So if you guys have not got to see that on my Rockfin channel, I read Blood in My Eye by George Jackson. It was also really good. It's a good book. And if you look, oh, by the way, just to let you guys know, if you guys could purchase the books, purchase the books, hopefully um, the, 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 the families, you know, of these two, you know, men, uh, they will get royalties from it. I hope. I don't know if that's their contract, but I hope. But if you can buy the book and buy it, I typically use uh, websites like Thrift Books or something like that. Uh, don't go to Amazon. Um if you can't help it, if you can't help it, eh, whatever, go do what you need to do, but try not to go through Amazon, but yeah, try to uh, do that. Um, and then if you cannot afford it, like let's, for instance, if you're just like me, you can't afford it. Uh, Cause right now I can't afford jack shit. Um, then look up the names of these books and Google and then put PDF in there and you will find the digital version and you can read it for free. But I do encourage people who do have the means to purchase it because hopefully that money will actually go to the families of the, of the authors. So hopefully that'll do it. Anyway, love all of you. 
please continue to keep fighting. Please continue to laugh and have joy because joy is a revolutionary act. I want you to water your plants, water yourselves, leave the world better than you found it. Smoke them if you got them. Eat them if you got them. And if you don't want to do either, just laugh and take care of yourself. And a big, squishy forehead kiss to you all. Good night, everybody. Love you. Absolutely love you. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. Just want you to know I'm your favorite host. Uh Uh-oh.